0: Jessica, Mariam, Amber,
1: Leah, the girl, Noel, and I'm Joy, and we are the Ladies
2: of Misperceptions. Are we, Are we live?
1: Yeah. <laughs> is it starting? All right, so we are back here for episode 10. Hello, ladies.
3: Hi. Hello.
1: Hello. We're back on this quarantine recording, so this is super exciting. <laughs> Um, So we're back here for episode 10, Church Hurt. Um, So yeah, we're going to be talking about um, what it is, how do we navigate through it? Y'all know how we do with these conversations and then see where the conversation takes us tonight. Um, So we're going to start off like we always do with a segment. We're going to do Speak Your Heart. So we're going to bring it back to like our, you know, our old ways of, um, our segment so speak your heart so I asked the ladies what is one way you are practicing self care during this quarantine season um, I'll start because y'all can clearly see that I'm deep conditioning my hair right now <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually took it upon myself to give myself a nice little trim out of my protective style and start deep conditioning so that's how I practice it some self-care anybody else
2: um, I've been doing a lot of hair stuff because I don't have to worry about the style the next day, mm. not looking right. So I'm like, let me <laughs> practice now. <laughs> I mean,
1: our curls <laughs> are popping though. <laughs> they are. I'm just yeah. Saying.
2: yeah, and I have more time. I'm not tired. So I'm like, mm, let me try some stuff. So that's one thing. And I've been back on my yoga. Oh. My yoga. Yeah, I missed it. I used to do that a lot more. And um, I started my oils, my um, essential oils again, which I haven't done in a while either. And I knew Joy was going to like love my uh, IG story about the oils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, movie, so I was like, 100% yes! <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> I'm all about my oils. Yes. I, love them Joy has,
2: uh-huh. I think Joy's the most fanatic oil person that I've ever met.
0: Yeah, I probably have like $500. <laughs> worth of oils
1: (laughs) you just say 500
0: yeah Mm -hmm. oh I have a whole drawer
1: in my at my office of just oils you know you sound like my mom because my mom has legitimately diffusers in every room in this house including Uh. the bathroom so yeah (laughs) I I would say that between you and now my mom I would say that you guys have probably oils for now I'll be I'll be lucky if I remember to put it on (laughs) won't <laughs> buy oil so all right well what's your favorite oil though it depends on what i need it for uh like it's
0: like mood setting yeah well if i have a headache i'm all about my lavender and peppermint if i feel feeling a little under the weather i'm about turmeric and ginger with some peppermint and i also have myrrh and frankincense um Gosh, I don't know what else. I like doing blends. I have blends for like different holidays and
1: seasons. Mm. Ooh, she, she, She about this oil life. I really am.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been doing for outside of that? Because since that's like your daily thing. Uh, well, I've been reading
0: more. Uh, just started for my birthday uh, way back in January. Um, I got to Harris, uh Daniels' new book, Relationship, Relation. Relational Intelligence. Yes. And I started reading it, the first chapter, and I was like, okay, this is a bit much. I'm enjoying it, but it's a bit much. So I put it down. So I started back up again this week.
1: So um, I'm enjoying it again. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I want to read that book. But I think that's my next one that I'm going to start reading. Anyone else? Leah, Miriam, Noel. Um,
2: I guess I just try to catch up on sleep. <laughs>
1: that's always a good thing. <laughs> that's that's oh, always a, a, great always thing a good time. thing.
2: Um, I've been saying I was gonna start reading more, so I have like all these books like in my bed with me. But <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up on sleep first, and then we'll. <laughs> first things first. <laughs> first things first. <laughs> First things first. I'll get there. Check in with me next week. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> We're
1: gonna have hope you have at least a chapter done. How about that? Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. I'll
1: keep y'all posted. <laughs> Miriam?
4: Uh walking. walking around. Not around the neighborhood, around my house, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not
1: around
2: the neighborhood.
4: <laughs> not around the neighborhood. putting on my headphones and freely walking all over the place. That uh, To me, that's, like, relaxing. I like to think. Just helps me to clear my mind. Just it's so nice. And talking to people. I I'm on, I feel like I'm on my computer all day, Zooming, Skyping, doing different things. It's nice. <laughs> nice. Noelle?
1: I'm still
0: an introvert, so this Zoom thing is just... I still get exhausted <laughs> when I have so many Zooms scheduled. I'm like, I can't. You're going to have to give me a couple of days to recharge.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that you were all Zoomed out. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm still an introvert at heart, though. So this is a lot. A lot? Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah? I don't think of Joy as an introvert, though. Me I either. Know. I feel like she's mm-hmm. like... I feel like she has her moments,
0: but I see extrovert too. Like a yeah. balance.
2: yeah, it's a it's a
0: balance. Mm-hmm. I will say I'm not completely introverted. I I sometimes say I'm an introverted or no extroverted introvert. Whatever, one of those two, whichever one. <laughs> I'm mostly introverted though than I am extroverted.
1: Hmm. Interesting. What about That's you, Melody? I'm
3: sticking with it. All
1: right. <laughs> I what about you,
3: Noelle? Um, honestly, I have not been doing a one thing to <laughs> self-care. <laughs> I need to implement that. I have been working literally around the clock and driving myself crazy. So I do need a, a regimen or a new hobby or something to pick up. Other yes, days.
2: you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: going crazy over here, i am be honest. If I wasn't talking to you all, I'd be working. Oh, it's Sunday. I know. Please, and i 9 a.m. Create your boundaries, man. Create yeah. your boundaries. You know what, though? They are piling it on and giving me these crazy deadlines, like on Friday. Oh, this is due. We need this to go live on Monday. Um, but don't feel pressure. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Then what am I supposed to feel? Because if it's not done, <laughs> we're not going to go there. I need please, to please, implement. Please, please so don't get her
2: pressure up. Please don't get her pressure up. Oh,
3: good girl. <laughs> Wait. Girl, I had to turn on church this morning and, and work at the same time. Okay. Oh, this is too much. Yes, yeah, a lot. It's a lot right now. It's a lot.
1: Girl, we gonna pray for you to get some self care in. I need. I don't need don't care.
4: complicate it. You know, like find find anything you like. It doesn't have to be anything you buy or anything you you need to especially. go it could be it could be anything that just makes you happy.
3: Yes. Even if it's just 10
4: minutes, yeah,
3: I need that. I will, I will, uh, definitely, I need to put some time in for myself,
1: uh, yeah, you do because we can't be having this every week,
3: (laughs) yeah, and we're officially closed all May, so I'm like, I want to go back to the office. This is crazy, at least I can get up and go home. Oh, my gosh. I look forward to that hour drive now.
1: No. <laughs> Myself, peaceful. Girl. Mm. Oh, Lord. We're going to have to get you some self-care stuff. Got to mm. get you some uh, some essential oils and stuff. We're going to send you a care package.
3: right? <laughs> I will say, um, last weekend, I went to Target, and it was empty. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. I was buying, like, body oils, face masks, like, all this stuff that I have not used yet. But I, that's a start. Break into it, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Target is the devil,
1: yo. I can't go what? to Target. I, can't, I dare not go to Walmart. I can't go to Target for my life. Because yep. I, if I walk in there, it's an automatic like hundred dollars out of my pocket. Oh. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No reason whatsoever. And then, I'm buying yeah.
3: travel size stuff. I ain't traveling. No Don't yet. even, don't even <laughs> let
1: my daughter go in there. Lord Jesus. Yeah. Walking out with now. a ton of <laughs> slime. Like stuff that makes more slime. Like I can't go into Target. I can't. I avoid Target at all costs.
3: And you gotta go to every section. You do right, <laughs> yeah. And you're probably gonna find something in every section, right? You're right. just walking around here
1: aimlessly, like, oh yeah, I'm in the men's department. Yeah, I can use this. I don't got a man, you know, right? No man. I like
3: this t-shirt. Oh, I like those sweatpants.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, I can't go to Target. That made me happy. I will say.
1: I can't go to Target. Yeah, no, this is not. And then, the, and then they have like those clearance sections at the end of every aisle. You'd be like,
3: oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Well, all that stuff when you're waiting in line to um, while oh, I do self yeah. checkout. Yes, the little bins. Now you gotta look in there and see if right. <laughs> the thing
0: that always gets me is I can't walk by the kids section because I'm always like, oh, my nephew would really like this outfit. Mm-hmm. Sissy <laughs> so is t- it has dinosaurs <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> it has a fake
2: for kids. Oh, they have God. really cute stuff for kids. No, they, they do. do. They do. Mm-hmm, they do. I think
1: not
2: say that, I that first. You know that first aisle when you walk in, like that dollar, three dollar yes. stuff. Yes.
1: And then they have it up. themed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And for teachers, forget it. The, <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you, that's the devil, right? No, I can't do it. I'm like, really? The first thing that's what I gotta see? I always buy something. Always.
1: I was going to say, see, you can dress up your classroom easy for, like, 10 bucks, mm-hmm. and then now you look at it, and it's, like, $50 worth of stuff in your cart. Like, mm-hmm. it'll make You haven't money. even gotten to the rest of the story. <laughs> right. You right. haven't even got. You like... You in there with. Right. Because
3: I'm sure okay. Amber came with a list. <laughs> you no, know she did. I did. You know she did. <laughs> I
1: sure did. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then they did the whole beauty section over, so it's even worse now. For I know it's so pretty over there with real makeup and lashes, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all bright and nice now, so you can see things like even like it's terrible, like you and Macy's, right? Yes, at least Macy's. I can like walk out because I'm trying to like dodge all the perfume people, Mm -hmm. yes. And you know, one product is 80
3: and you ain't paying that, but at Target. (laughs) <laughs> something for 15 that's what I'm saying mm-hmm.
1: uh, target oh man I can't alright so Noelle we are gonna help you get into this whole self care thing
3: thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you a care package I got you your girl is in need God, tired of hearing me everyone. Lord I gotta go back to my hat to go <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> oh lord, we're going to we yeah, we going to need we going to need to help you out cuz this this is craziness to be. All right. So now that we have our tar- target chronicles all out the way, mm-hmm. we can talk about this church hurt stuff that's been going on. So, tonight's topic is about church hurt and As you can see, we're kind of going in a series of different conversations in regards to um, this season, which is growing pains as you're becoming a Christian. Um, Everybody, I feel like, on some type of spiritual walk will end up being hurt by somebody either in the church, indirectly, directly. Um, and unfortunately we see people who do have these kinds of things, either take it out of content or take it in the content that it is, um, I guess you can say inflicted onto someone. And I feel like church hurt is one of those things that ends up happening and people don't understand, they don't understand how to deal with it. And they don't have people around them that helps them to, I guess you can say, process through it. And then not only that, it keeps people from the church. And I feel like a lot of people, the reason why a lot of people do not go to church or don't seek um, fellowship within people um, in Mm -hmm. the, I guess you could say church realm in the Christian realm is because they've had some type of church hurt. Um, So I wanted to speak about that tonight, because like I said, I feel like a lot of people go through it. And I feel like, and especially in our generation. we take it hard and we not only take it hard, but I don't want to say like we retaliate, but we're the generation that really just takes it, runs with it and just doesn't come back to church until later, later, later in life. Um, so I wanted to talk about that tonight, um, from our experience with that. So, um, ladies tonight, um, pretty much what is, what is church hurt? Um, and if they could think of a time that they, they had, they were afflicted by church hurt and, um, how did they recover from it? So you'll be hearing from us about that, um, our recovery stories. And then not only that, I, like I said, from before, I wanted to, um, talk about the sensitivity, I guess you can say of our generations and the generations after that. Um, so yeah i wanted to talk about all of that so let's start with what is church hurt anybody want to start
0: church hurt is when people hide behind the church to hurt someone (laughs) you said what i said when they hide behind the church to hurt someone but i think it's more I think sometimes it's more when people can't handle correction,
1: and they assume that it's church hurt. Mm. I think that's one avenue of it. Um, especially when people, um, I guess you you said handle correction, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one avenue of it. I know for me, I think that um, church hurt is like, um. And I feel like that's an indirect way of church hurt. Um, I feel like there are, there are people who intentionally do things. And I think that church, church hurt can be found in like multiple different ways. Um, I know one part of it is people with uh, judgment issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, that's just one of them as well. Anyone else have any other ones?
3: That's what I was going to say also. It's judgment.
1: I think also it's
0: when people use uh, religious traditions to uh, impose their personal feelings on someone. Um,
1: Right. Anyone else?
2: Um, I think I agree with everybody. You know, I think there's different layers to it. Um, a lot having to do with I feel like sometimes as Christians we know the right things that we want to do or the things that we should be doing but how we respond to other people when they've fallen and done something that might have not been in line with that could be more judgmental and more um, done in a hurtful way where that person is rejected and pushed away rather than being there to love them and correct them at the same time.
1: Hmm. OK. That was good. That was a good uh-huh. it, I feel like. Um, so <coughs> piggybacking off of that, has anyone um, experienced church hurt hmm. or any, t- any realm of it that cared to talk about it?
2: Yeah. I'll be right back. My uh, battery's about to die. But keep going. <laughs> 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 Carry
1: on. <laughs> anyone want to start well I can start oh Joy, Joy is ready tonight. <laughs>
0: well as you guys know I am not one to back down from a debate and <laughs> we, we, we know this thoroughly <laughs> and uh, someone a while back who I've known since I was like a child and grew up with in, um, in the church, she posted an article. I think I told you guys about this before too. Uh, she posted an article about Jay-Z and how he performed at a concert this past weekend and publicly denounced God and said that he worshiped the devil. And I said, what? Yeah, is, it was a clickbait art, article that was geared towards the bias of religious Christians, pretty much.
2: Mm.
0: Um, and it played on the whole Illuminati thing, rumors that have swirled around Jay-Z and Beyonce and and Music Elite. Um, and so I politely told her, like, this is actually false. He's not even touring right now. In fact, the arena that this supposedly happened was set up for a hockey game or something like that uh, this past weekend. Because there was no date on the article. <laughs> like, that's I love these clue, air quotes. That's clue number one that it's <laughs> fake. Yeah. <have> <laughs> and then I was like, and I and I also pointed out, I was like, I've been to a Jay Z concert before, and it doesn't matter. It was at the garden and it does not matter how many times it's posted. Do not take pictures or video of the artist. Everybody has their cameras out. I'm like, so there's no video on this article. There's no video anywhere on YouTube, anywhere that shows him actually saying I denounce God and blah, 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 blah. So this whole thing like blew up and everybody's saying, well, this is what he said in his lyrics. I'm like, guys, I haven't listened to Jay-Z like avidly in like 10 years maybe his last album that i even bought was the american gangster uh album so i couldn't tell you what he's saying in his lyrics that he just put out on his latest album they're like doing all showing me all the lyrics and i'm like okay you guys are doing more research into it than i am i don't care what he says i'm not talking about his lyrics i'm talking about the fact that this article is based off of pure lies right now and you're basing it basing your judgment on him off of a lie and slash rumor and i'm telling them like how is it how is this going to play out because the person is actually uh she's a pastor now actually and so i'm like how does this look to someone who is looking at who can do the same exact research that I am coming to the same judgment that this did not actually happen and you're condemning him for something he didn't even do. And I and I pointed to um, interviews that where he said he, he follows God, he follows Christ, he believes Christ is his savior and blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, so you're going off of rumor and conjecture. How is that going to view, how is that going to play out to the person who is um, maybe not saved, but seeing this whole entire conversation, and then her husband ended up coming up at one point and called me the devil and saying that I was uh, um, allowing myself to be his tool to cause division in the um, in the kingdom i'm like, okay, i'm done <laughs> because i'm asking for you to post about truth and you're condemning me because I'm asking for truth. so I was like, y'all have a good life." Be blessed. I deleted her from my Facebook. I don't talk to her. I don't even really talk to her. Like, I actually ran into her um, a couple of months ago, actually, and she was like, "Oh, hi, Saharish," and I was like, "Oh, hi," and I kept it moving.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so I was like, "I'm not, I'm not going to be buddy buddy with you. Your husband called me the devil, and you backed him up. I'm like, no, Don't, <clears throat> don't call out
1: my name when you see me. I'm good." That's crazy. Yeah. That don't make no, like, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is that like when you start like having a debate and then you take it to another level where you're starting to talk, call people crazy names, like mm-hmm. that, that doesn't matter. I, was, I was really sorry. I didn't mean to, to interrupt you. Um,
0: but I was really like, if my relationship with God and with Christ isn't as strong as it is, and it was at the time, I would really turn away from anything that she had to say as a pastor and then anything anybody else had to say to me as a Christian if I did not have a strong base and strong foundation
1: in, in God at that point. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry, y'all. My, my boss is, like, texting me all this stuff because apparently the hospital had a major, like, blackout
2: oh no oh geez so
1: I'm trying to figure out like am I supposed to be going in (laughs) because you're texting me a lot (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so then that means like all these ventilators oh Jesus I don't know everybody's okay oh my
2: gosh I'm
1: sorry not to take away from the conversation I'm just like I'm just like what is going on right now all right I think I'm good she said i don't have to go in all right cool so yeah um yeah i don't i don't like when people do that to other people as far as far as like go like why why do why do you have to be the devil like no. that is that is for like
0: super, <laughs> like, like first of all you don't even know me bro right? <laughs> <laughs> of everybody in this whole entire conversation i only know her
1: <laughs> right like i'm thoroughly confused like but why does it have to, I, I, I just don't like when it gets to like those extremes where it's like you're yeah. calling someone the devil and it's like, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't hear whether you said these people were Christians or not. Yeah, she's, a, they're both, I don't know if he's a pastor, but I know she is. Oh, exactly. wait. That's <laughs> yeah. a whole nother level. Like, exactly.
0: Why and that somebody? was, that was my point. I was like, you're a pastor and you're spreading gossip. This is essentially gossip. this is exactly what the Bible talks about not doing, and you're doing it because it's not based in
1: fact right no yeah, that that that's that's insane like i I would be I don't even know how I would respond. I would feel like I would like my Christianity switch would just like flick off for a second, and I would just go off and I would forget that that person's a pastor <laughs> no oh.
0: I I kept it cool. It was probably best that it was over online because if it was face to face, that the reaction that I had might not have happened.
1: That's crazy <laughs> though. Like <laughs> I don't like you call me the devil? What? But even at that you said that they called you the devil online though? Yeah. Like people can yeah. see that. Exactly. Right. Mm. Right there. Oh that's it was like okay. You guys have a blessed life. Did anyone else like chime into that conversation? Yeah, people, there were other people that
0: joined in the conversation. And then I don't, I don't even know what anybody's response was after I said, you guys have a nice life. Cause I literally, as soon as I wrote my response, I deleted her as my friend and I ended up blocking her. So I don't know, I couldn't tell you if there, there was a response of what anybody said after what he had said.
1: Hmm. <sighs> That's crazy. It's Terrible. I I don't even know. Like, so what'd you do after that? After like you were just cool? No, I was heated. Right. But, but I, 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 I didn't like I didn't like
0: what I didn't do is I didn't go to like mutual friends of ours and say can you believe what she did and da da da, da, da. I didn't do that. Um, I vented to a couple of people and I just left it as that and literally. I don't really think about it until, you know, something like the actual topic of church hurt comes up. And then I'm like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. This is yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean this happened maybe almost a year ago. Oh wow. It was so it's like fresh. Oh yeah. yeah. I know. It was like it was like seven months ago, because it was like September, October ish that it happened. Mm.
1: Whew. That's, a, that's a lot. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot. So this is how we start in? okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know Joy Joy brings it in. Heavy. Right. <laughs> like we got
1: asses called people the devil. Like what?
2: hold on boy brings it in
0: heavy you was like so you you was cool with it like
1: like, no
0: no not at all was i cool with it
1: i should say it's i should say in my unsaved life i might have forgotten that that person was a pastor in my saved life Uh, i probably would have
0: turned away as well but well, like I said, it was probably best that this happened online because I got, such a ch- I had the chance to collect myself before I had a response.
1: I was, was gonna say like you, you, you got the face. You got the power of the. You know what?
0: What am I going to write? Yeah, and, like, and I had the power to backspace. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. It's a little too harsh.
1: <laughs> it's and like baby, that message broke, and dude. Yes, it you is. Gotta, you
2: just baby, gotta delete
1: that it. Backspace. That
2: baby.
0: is broke. Woo! That's the Holy Spirit right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else? No? Yeah, maybe. I know I have one situation in which um, it had to do when I found out I was pregnant. Um, And when I had found out I was pregnant, a friend of mine was like, oh, you know, you need to go tell your pastors and you know they're gonna pray for you. This is 3rd. Now this person in as well is a minister. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, you've been here talking to me through this. Like when I found first found out I, like there like everything was going on as far as like my body was going and then um being pregnant and then my parents and all the other good stuff. Um so I went to the pastors. And I went into his room and I was like, oh yeah, I just wanted to, he's like, ask me how am I doing, blah, blah, blah. So I had told him and he was like, oh, um, well, I wasn't expecting that. And he like looked at me like he was really judging me. And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, well, I, I, I wasn't expecting it. And he's like, well, I, I guess I'll pray for you. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what does that mean? You wow. guess what? You're of. Right. Um, and then it, it went along the lines of like almost kind of like being disappointed um that this happened. And I was just like, I really feel really judged right now. And then I think what hurt after that was not only like him saying that, but like the entire family, especially his wife, the first lady, or and she was pastor as well like would not shake hands with me, would not hug me, would not ask me how it's going. Like it was almost like it was completely hands off. And I was like, oh, this is, this is very like super weird. Um, And I remember experiencing that. And I told the minister who told me to die that, that I should do that. She was just like, he did what? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, this is unacceptable. I'm going to go speak to him. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I just won't be going there anymore. And I know for me, I stepped away from church for a very long time um, before I came to the church that I attend now. And I would say that was a good two, two and a half years that I wasn't in church. So yeah, I, I, that mm-hmm. I, as far as like getting through it, <laughs> I had to understand that I guess you can say in ways I had to understand that even though that happened to me, that oddly the one thing that I thought when I started telling people that I was pregnant was that people were going to judge me, but it came from the people that I didn't expect to judge me because I was a coach at the time as well. um, And I had three teams that I was coaching and I was like, I thought I was going to get it from the parents there. Cause they're going to be like, Oh, well, I don't want my daughter to be, you know, invested into this coach and this Saturday the third, because I had those girls for like three or four years at that point. Um, mm. And knew them very well, especially their parents. So I thought I was going to get it from there. And when I tell you, like those people were so open, like they're ready to plan my baby shower, that the entire team and their family came to the baby shower, but like, They just showered me with so much love and people in the church as well. Um, But my pastors at that time, Mm -mm. I was, I was thoroughly surprised. Like the thing that I feared most was not coming from where I thought it was coming from, but it came from people that were supposed to be my spiritual covering. Um, So as far as like recovering from that, I know for me, like I said, um, it took a lot of my, my minister, Um, I call her my spiritual mom as well, sitting down and talking with me through it because like, I I thoroughly did not understand it. And because I didn't have that relationship as far as with God anymore, I felt like when he did come to me when I was six months pregnant at that point in time, and I heard him for the first time ever, um, distinctly, I was like, okay, I need to get my life together with this. But then I went to my next church, so. Yeah, it literally took, like I said, people just being around me, like surrounding me with love and like legitimately loving me back to the person that I guess you could say that I am today. So yeah, that was, that was, that wound was probably the deepest thing I've ever felt like in my entire life. So yeah, that was my story.
2: You know I have the similar thing with my past church as well. Mm-hmm. And just have had a lot of similarities in that. Um, we actually ended up going to the church that we go to now around the same time, which was kind of crazy, too.
1: It was actually um, <laughs> <laughs> the new members' class,
2: the <laughs> <laughs> new members' class together. Yep. And I was mean, oh. I was mean, me mugging. <laughs> 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 but you know, I had the same, I did have the same experience. Um, You know, I not that it was more of when I announced it, I, you know, the reaction from certain people. And I think that when it comes to um, having a child and having a child out of wedlock within the Christian community, that your sin is more outward. There's no hiding it. So it's easy to be like, oh, she did that. Oh, you know, and putting those labels and stereotypes on people you know, not really knowing the deeper, you know, whatever else occurred in the process, you know, they just put those labels of single mom, you know, did this, you know, she's probably out there doing all kinds of stuff, you know, instead of really trying to see where this person is at and help them. So, you know, I had, I remember one, you know, the pastors, they didn't necessarily say anything um negative but you know how when people speak to you 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 know where it's coming from <clears throat> right like, oh you don't have to marry him like stuff like that like why would you say that you know what I mean <laughs> it's crazy right. so like um I remember also this one of the he wasn't a leader but like he was a worship person within the church and um sorry yes spre <laughs> So I also wanted to ask Daddy, but I think okay. um, we would be in the bathroom. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Children. <laughs> where was I? Oh, okay, yeah. So the worship one of the worship leaders was like, Oh, you know, I'm gonna delete you off Facebook because you know, I just don't wanna associate with people like you. Well, she, they wasn't talking to directly to me, but they told this I think it was to my sister. Oh my so it gosh. just me off. That was it. Yeah, like things like that. So my mom, you know, my mom was like the one to really like pick me up and be like, okay, this is not the right environment for you. You need to be around people like you who look like you, who understand like what you're going through or what you've gone through. Other single mothers, you know, that might be, you know, that you can bond with. So it was just, you know, even friends, like I feel like the people that I love the most, were the ones that were like, not there the most, like they were out the window, you know, so it's definitely like something that I think is definitely important to talk about in the church, like how you respond to these people, how you support um, these women who are going through these things. I know that's a big thing that Jessica is, you know, that's like her like main like my and I love day. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I know she's got stuff coming out for that. So oh, yeah, <laughs> <I do. laughs> just putting it out there. Just putting it out there.
1: <laughs> and and I agree with you because it is. It's things like that where like we experience these things more um, because something that would like stood out in my mind was like you know it's supposed to be your biggest blessing. Um, unfortunately, the way that it came about was not a conventional way that everybody would expect it to come out. Um, so why does that negate, I guess you could say how people treat us or how people view us especially, um, especially in the Christian Christian realm. I, I get it. We, we were supposed to be married, this is that and a third, all that good stuff. Um, but also, I'm not like, you know condoning it, but at the same time, there are, I guess you can say other ways that we could embrace these women because it's not some most sometimes it's not their well I mean it is their I wouldn't say it is their fault but it's not a matter of whose fault it is. Um, it's a matter of loving that child that is supposed to be a blessing to the bit, to the best of um, anybody's ability and and it's in the Bible. It takes a village to to literally raise a child. So. Um, I know that I was blessed with a village as well. And I found out who my friends were and who wasn't um, my friends who were in my corner and who weren't in my corner. Um, And that was both uh, people in the church and people who weren't in the church. It just happened that the church that I was part of, they weren't for me. And if my spiritual head is not for me, then I can't, I personally can't allow somebody to continuously make me feel less of a of a woman because of my child because now it's like well how do you view my child like mm-hmm. what I, what is, what is that child represent to you as far as a reflection of your church what is that supposed to mean like I'm not you know what I mean I don't understand that portion of it and that's something that I had to like understand that at the end of the day love is always going to be able Conquer all of these things, and not only that, but God's love. He's going to be able to fill the voids, give you the um the questions to. The, I mean, sorry, the answers to the unanswered questions that you have. So, um yeah, it, it's just something that I'm very passionate about because, it, like I said, I went through it, and it wasn't the greatest feeling in the world. And those are things that unfortunately push people away from the church because they think that they're not for them, and they think that it's all judgment. So, you know. That's just my whole spiel. Sorry not to go off of that off topic, but <laughs> that's my thing. So yeah. Um, anyone else?
3: <laughs> Leah's face.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Between the turn up twins, it's like, who going first?
2: <laughs> Gee, thanks, Noel. No, I don't have anything to say um, yet. I'm waiting until we get to that sensitivity um
1: part of it. Oh, oh excuse me.
2: We we just <laughs> we just cherry picking out here. Okay. Well, I mean yeah. you <laughs> want I want to call it. I wanna, like jump in yet just in case someone else
1: has um something to say about the um experience. Miriam or Noel, Have you guys experienced her church hurt? Um
3: yes so um Mine happened with a an old church, and with a friend that I became close with that church, and you know what? I feel like I run into this problem all the time. Actually, um, uh, even like recently, to be honest. So my background: I grew up in a not like really like a strict Christian household, and so I wasn't in church every Sunday. I wasn't in yeah. church all day, every Sunday, if I went, you know, I kind of had like a free reign a little bit in regard to just um, living as a, uh, a young adult. And I really wasn't like following my spiritual journey or really into it until recently. So um, anyway, being a church member, I became close with uh, a girl in church, and um, I felt like her mother was kind of really skeptical of our friendship because mm-hmm. I didn't have this same Christian background that she did um, and because, you know, it was looked at as I ran the streets or, you know, I might have been out doing what other kids were doing that her mother was so strictly trying to keep her from doing. Um, And so I feel like I always have this thing surrounding me. Like I'm some, I don't know, like, like um, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't want to say like, like promiscuous or, or like a, I don't know, like a wild child. But I feel like I, when it comes to individuals in church or in um, Christian community places, um, and me not be coming from that sh- that strict Christian background, that's how I'm viewed. Um, okay. Even when I show up with good intentions, okay. like it's not like I'm coming with cleavage hanging out or I'm cursing up a storm or whatever the case may be. I feel like I come off that way sometimes to other people when I don't know what it is about me that gives off that kind of impression. But I have run into that a lot. And um, it does hurt because especially being an individual who is a believer and loves God regardless. Um, I guess before it bothered me because I didn't really have a strong relationship with God. And today it's different because I know who I am. Um, I know my intention. I know that I have a, a, a very strong relationship with him. And so I'm grounded now more so uh, than I was. Um, but it is hurtful, especially when you are really just trying to serve him like everybody else, you know, and I don't think that anybody should be judged regardless of their background, but I have felt that, um, in the past, um, within the Christian community and in church. And I feel like I still run into that, um, sometimes, but today I know who I am.
1: I hear you, honey. (laughs) We hear you. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's the perception that you have like such a strong, like personality that, um, I know when I first met you, I was like, yo, she is fun. Like I need her in my life. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, did, you did. I was, I was like, Leah, you need to get her in this group. Like, I don't, I don't care what you got to do. You need to get her here. That's what you (laughs)
3: Like I was quiet too. Like, um, you know, back when I first started attending, and you guys were seeing me, so for you think that was fun. <laughs> I'm sure it's nothing compared to now.
1: <laughs> we freaking love you. But, um, we already know that. Yes. But yeah, no, I feel like it, I think, um, I think people who have like strong, like uh, outgoing personalities are kind of viewed that way as well. Um, but I totally get it because I don't know. Has anybody ran into people who like kind of judge them from like their Instagram? That I've judged them from their Instagram or they've judged me? They've judged you from your Instagram.
0: Uh, not really. Cause I keep my, I have, cause I have two, two main Instagrams. One is my personal where I have pretty much anyone that I physically actually know. And I have that one private cause I, ha- I post pics of like my nephew and then I have like my godson way back when and I was like, I'm not posting somebody else's kid right. <laughs> and uh, possibly putting them out there to people who I don't know. So I put that page on private. And then I have my, my page that I keep public for, um for the podcast. So I don't, I don't, think I've encountered anyone that's judged me on either page okay at least I've they've never said that they said oh I now I see what what you mean on Instagram or something I haven't come across that so
1: right so like Noelle so like pretty much where I was going from this it was like trying to tie it into like Noelle's kind of I guess you could say the way that this mom was kind of viewing her was it like more so hearsay or anything like that or was it like social media like they knew Noelle got around kind of thing. Uh, not that you do, but I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> um, I don't know if the mom would have taken it, just because I don't think she was really um, familiar with Instagram or social media, mm-hmm. but maybe just the fact that I was a neighborhood kid who was not in church every Sunday or, you know. Right. Okay. Um, didn't oh so it's
1: more so what she saw, I guess you can say, and just judged from there.
3: Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Miriam, do you have any church hurt stories?
4: I do have one. Um, okay. So like at one of my old church. Um uh so when I got first saved there and it was pretty good. Um, but the church was kind of sectioned off into two. So We had the youth and young adults and they kind of had their own church, kind of. And we, it was all, um, everybody there could speak English. But then, but the actual church, everybody else could speak, um, spoke a different language. And uh, most of the people were uh, from the same uh, cultural background, which was really cool. And and my perspective, it was great. Um, But then at one point, something happened with the youth pastor uh some personal stuff and we had to start uh being together with the uh non-english speaking um part and it was great at first everybody was together friends it was good um and then eventually uh it became very clicky um and i don't know why we all bonded very well um and it was like, it, it, it became like hurtful for, for myself. Um, some, uh, some buddies of mine, they just kind of like were like, well, whatever. Sometimes they meshed in, sometimes not. But like it was very clicky and that, that became like hard, you know, cause you want to know when church stuff is going on. You want to know when, uh, like church gatherings were happening besides the obviously once a week. A service, and it became like, uh, like almost like you know, if you were part of their group, then you can find out about what's going on. But if not, you didn't know, and it was like really very tough. And um, I remember even like when I was um, when I went away to college. Now, when I went away to college, yeah, I lived at college, but I only lived there Monday to Friday. On weekends, I went home because it was pretty close. And, uh, like, at church, like, some of the, like, cliques would not tell uh, me about anything going on. And then they would say, like, oh, well, you're away at college. I'm like, but I was at church every single
2: week. <laughs> so
4: pretty much an excuse. Um, now, you know, I wasn't, like, the only one. So I didn't, like, sit there thinking, oh, my gosh, I mean, like doesn't like me or anything like that. But it was like really hurtful to hear those excuses. Like, you know, like, you know, like, oh, you're away at school or, oh, uh, oh, we thought we did tell you. And, uh, you know, we even like, got to the point where like, you know, let's say everyone's sitting in a line. They'd tell each person and they'd skip over certain people. And it was like, you guys know, if there was a camera, (laughs) it'd be like uber clear. Um, but stuff like that's really hurtful. And it happens a lot in churches. Um, and, you know, as an adult, it's like, you know, it's bad, but you can kind of find your own way of handling it. But as like a teenager, or even someone in college, it could be really hurtful. And uh, you could feel pushed away, especially if you're growing spiritually or young in the Lord. It's, it's not a very good thing to go through.
1: Yeah, it definitely isn't, and it it kind of reminds me of like um, joy with uh, the movement. Um, I guess you can say our Gen Xers. Is it? Is it? Gen Z. No, this is Gen Z. Gen Z. Z. Oh, you better
0: not let that panic. I change. know they're gonna be so. No.
1: Well, oh well. Sorry, y'all, but uh, it's like with them. You know, the one thing I can say, um, being a teacher, is that. Um, I know with Joy, she tries to make it a way that, I guess you could say, they don't fall into those pits of clickiness, um, even though they're all in different schools, and some of them that are in the same school, and I'm just like, the one I know the one thing that they always, like, they'll always get from me is, like, do y'all at least say hi to each other in the hallways? <laughs> like, you know, do you try to, like, act like you don't know the person, and yeah i i just i just i'm just happy that i know that we perpetuate you know being like in one front being able to speak to each other even if you're not in the setting of our classroom on sundays um that you're extending out outside um outside of the classroom and in your actual schools where you guys are at like most of the day mm-hmm. so i know that's that, that that's one thing i do love that you know Joy has uh, over the, the high schoolers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to shift gears and go to... Wait, I had something real quick to say. Yeah,
2: go ahead. Um, it kind of fits into both Noel and Miriam's mm-hmm. um, comments about how I feel like sometimes in some Christian communities, there is a standard of what you should look like or speak like. Um, and people that don't necessarily fit in that category are not always looked at as um, how do you want to say it um, in the like same the, light? Like you, you know can't what I mean? Yeah, almost like that. Um, yeah, yeah, basically that. Um, wait, wait, I said like the like the Mean Girls. Like you can't sit uh-huh. with that. Yeah, I would say that. And then I would also say, like, I know coming from a, a Christian college, I saw this a lot where, especially for people of color, like there was a certain language, like way that you sp- spoke to each other that was like churchy and like some of the, you know, the jokes and the way they said things, ah, you know, just like extra type of stuff. And like everybody would put on that same um, jargon or same persona to be in with that group almost. So I feel like not necessarily in all, but like in different places that you go, there's that type of box where I can do this. uh, This is my gift. It makes me kind of like, I'm up here a little bit while you're kind of over here. Right. So I, I feel like that's, the type of vibe that I do feel sometimes in church and around different groups of Christians and like the people that fit into those boxes usually are pulled together, you know, then there's the ones that are up here. Then there's the ones that, okay, but they're, they're not exactly like this. So, you know, and I feel like sometimes that that's hard because it's like, um, I know that I can be, um, I'm a leader, but I don't fit into this. Like I think this way or I like to do things this way. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna try to be that to make you think that I'm some I'm somewhere or I'm I'm something that I'm not. You know what I mean? Right. So I think those are the type of things that happen. Um even when we're talking about what is Christianity, I feel like people that are Christians sometimes feel like they have to be in that, you know, and then so. When it comes to instagram when it comes to these different avenues like the megan good christian is not the i don't know what is the girl that we love the colliding with destiny Uh, Sarah. Sarah. sarah jakes christian is not the i don't know who's like really straight laced i can't even think of it but you know there's all these different kind of groups you know what i mean
1: yeah, no, I totally get it as far as like <laughs> be different. Because actually, you know what? You bring up a good point because you actually see that a lot now. And mm-hmm. I say that you see that a lot now because you have all these mainstream preachers now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to name a couple for like, you know, that everybody knows like Steve Furtick. Um, you have mm-hmm. Dr. D- um, Darius Daniels that we do love and over here. Um, you have Real Talk Kim. You have. Um, mm. You have Dr. Matthew Stevenson, like you have all these different cultures of, I guess you can say church and as Mm -hmm. Christians, but they all have their little posses that have little posses inside of that, which I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. And that's a really good point because, um, it's like one of those things where like when you have these little posses inside of these little, inside of these like churches. And then it's like almost like one of those things where like you get together for like a conference and everybody's there, but then it's like people are talking to other people that they normally wouldn't talk to. But then you're like looking at them, like, you know, you pass me every Sunday. Like you don't speak to me like this. Only when we're around like areas like this, where I guess you say, you could say it's almost like a rep your church kind of thing, like a rep your set kind of thing. Like, i i totally get that because you're seeing it a lot now um because you have these mega centers um where it's becoming very 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 popular and and i feel like i see it in the worship side of it because like you have like the hill songs you have the elevation you have this mm-hmm. you have that and it's just like there's a perpetuation now of just like who you repping at the end of the day like who's your who's your who's who's your bottom line day one at the end of the day of which of what you're listening to or who you're listening to as far as preaching goes and all that other good stuff. I feel like I definitely agree with you with that. There's you, you see a lot of that now and it's very hard Mm -hmm. to navigate because it's like, you have all these different streams coming at you, but like at the end of the day, is it really helping you? Or is it kind of like one of those things where, huh?
0: I said, draining you.
1: Yeah, is it draining you? Where you're because you're you're spreading yourself so thin over <laughs> six different ministries, um, practically, in my opinion. For what reason? Like at the end of the day, half the time it's none because you're trying to fit into so many different different groups and trying to identify with so many. But now that you have so many to identify identify yourself with, it's like well where is your true, where does your true identity, where is the bottom line of it all at the end of the day? So I, I totally, I totally agree with you with that. Cause you definitely see it a lot now.
3: Mm-hmm. What, what I got from that was that, and then just kind of thinking about what you said, Amber, and my story was that I didn't quite fit the mold yes. for a typical Christian girl because I'm loud. I am loud. Um, very outgoing you know I love to joke around and I guess everyone else or the other kids they were more so just um, I don't even know how to, how to explain it and I definitely don't want to offend anybody who was like that but they weren't as outgoing they weren't I guess I was more worldly than mm, they were, than they were in, their, in their eyes um, <laughs> that was interesting
1: I think on a micro view, yes. I think you have, uh, let's think about some groups, I guess you could say that we have. We do have like the churchy girls that like kind of walk around with their Bibles in hand and everybody thinks that they're like, I guess you could say they have this persona of being like super angelic, super like, you know, oh, they're gonna, they're set for marriage kind of things. Then you have those women that are, I guess you could say people look as, as like they're trying to be somebody like some pastors wife first lady like kind of thing Mm -hmm. you have the people who are the singers um you have what else i don't want to say pastor well they are it would be pastors pets kind of thing um but yeah, the, I I guess you could say that's just a couple to just name some as to what is the mold or what is the I guess what is it? Uh I don't want to say mold but like the standard or what's the criteria that you need to be in to fall into these different groups. Is that is that the right thing to say? So uh, yeah, I I totally get that. It is it, it's very interesting and then trying to navigate through all of that and then trying to process like who you are in the in the in that sense Do you think it takes you away from who you are truly? Because I think that's what you said, Amber, is that it takes you away from who you really are at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I I think that's why you always, in your journey, you have to try to be your most authentic self while still portraying yourself in a manner that is, you know, acceptable. You know, I feel like you can be yourself and be your own personality. God created you that way for a reason. Right. And we have our personalities and our different things because it's special and it's bringing something different to the congregation or to the people in the church. You know, everybody's not going to be the same. Everybody's not going to have the same experiences and walks. So I feel like it all makes it better that we're all different. But when you feel like you're in a place where you have to change or have to be this to be accepted or to be deemed as a good Christian or a good whatever, you know, that takes away from everything. You're not really truly being yourself. You're not truly really tr- walking the way that you should be walking because you're not being yourself at the same,
1: in the same manner, if right. that makes sense. Walking in the purpose that God has put you on this earth for. Right. You know what movie this reminds me of? This discussion talk reminds me
0: of? clueless <laughs> they went through you had Cher she went through all the different cliques at the school then you have the new girl Ty and they're trying to mold her to be like Cher mm. and Dion and then in the end she, Ty ended up being just herself with the guy that they were not even thinking of hooking her up with in with the home Yep. yeah <laughs> <laughs> But it reminds me of the coolest I love thinking of
2: that. And sometimes what I realized, like, coming from, like, I feel like my Christian college gave me, like, so much view of this because I felt like the people that were putting on the Christian act were the ones mostly doing the things that they shouldn't have been doing. But they were covering it with the Christian, their knowledge. They were covering it with, oh, I can say this word. Oh, I can speak like this instead of actually walking that way. So it's a very interesting thing to, you know, there's a difference between putting on the religion and actually walking it and living it.
1: Ah, that's good, putting Uh on religion. I was gonna say, that sounds just like that. It's like when cameras are rolling, you are tip top, Mm -hmm. dressed to impress, ready to go. And then all of a sudden, go behind closed doors. It's a whole other person that just comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. That's really good. That is really good. Um, So I'm going to switch gears and say, um, I asked the question, do you think that we are all too sensitive? Um, And when it comes to church hurt, um, Because there's been this thing where it's like people have been in their feelings for either no reason or a real reason at that, but people kind of brush it off as if it's something that didn't really happen, or they don't explain it because they think that you know and that you're just in your feelings about it and throwing a whole tantrum um, to get, I guess you can say, attention. Um, Do you think that about, I guess you can say, people in the church now and today? I know Leah you yeah. wanted to wait for this question, right?
2: Yeah. So, do I think we're too sen- Do I think we're too sensitive? Yeah. No, I don't think that we're sensitive enough. Really? Yeah, because I think that sometimes when things happen, we never put ourselves in the other person's like shoes. Like we never think about why they're acting this way, or like we never think about the dynamic of the relationship maybe like to us it could be something so small that was said but maybe to that person like they could say like yo I never thought like I would feel this hurt from the church or I never thought that this person would hurt me in this way like we never think about like what caused like what we what we think to be like dramatic or this person is in their feelings we never put ourselves like in that person's shoes to like say like why they they acting, like, acting this way
1: mm-hmm. and
2: sometimes like conversations need to be had and I don't know like if it's a part of our generation where we don't wanna have that conversation with leadership. I don't know, like do we not know how to like communicate properly? But sometimes those communications need to be that conversation needs to be had so people can know like, okay, you were hurt, we're gonna have this conversation and we can move forward so that so that person can know like what not to do next time or what could have been done differently. But sometimes I don't think that we're sensitive enough. I think we're so quick to like say, oh, you're being dramatic. Oh, man up. Or like, oh, you know, it's, it's fine. You took it the wrong way. But we're never thinking about like, why is that person taking it that way?
1: Mm. <laughs> Anyone else? I
4: agree with you, Leah. I think, I think that that's definitely how ha- that happens a lot. And I think it's a societal problem that the church sometimes uh takes with them and we don't realize that as a church we should be as a uh, men and women of god we have to be um more sensitive to each other and be able to take that extra time to be able to understand one another and you know um god wants us to be uh loving to our neighbors loving to our brothers and sisters and that means being able to to you know hear each other out and not really conform to what the world says as far as like you know like um you know that person needs to be cool or that person you know maybe they're this or maybe they're that or just you know like maybe they're just too sensitive that that phrase is thrown out a lot like you know that person is too sensitive or they're taking it a certain way and and um the church has to be different from the rest of the world we have to we have to be able to care about one another the way God called us to
1: right anyone else
0: I will say that um communication is very key um I know one time there was I found out a month later um these uh this family left the church because of something I said on uh, not even something I said because of something they thought I said on Facebook what what happened was somebody... <laughs> somebody care what happened what it was... Well,
4: you, you got to start off with what happened. I know, right? No, you know
0: no, no. Because I have to think of it so that I don't... It doesn't seem like I'm singling out this person. Okay. So somebody had posted an article that was unique to their family situation. And I happened to comment on it on the the article that they had posted and I was actually complimenting the person who was in that same situation on how they were handling it. Um, but because of Facebook's algorithm, it doesn't show, um, it didn't show that I, it didn't show my comment. It just showed Joy commented on such and such article and, and had the headline. And so she assumed that I was co-signing on the article that was posted without reading my comment, which was going against the actual article. And she decided to pull her entire family out of the church because of that. And I didn't even know that that was the reason that they left until like a month later. And I was like, but that's not what happened at all. So on some, some, some parts, I'm like... Um, I hate when people say, oh, you're too sensitive, because then I feel like you're entitled to your feelings. But are your feelings based on half the story? Or are they based on actual truth? Um, so sometimes when it's based on half the story, and you don't know all the information, then yeah, you might be a little bit too sensitive. But if you do have all the facts, then no, you're entitled to your feelings. Right. So it's, 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 I think communication can, um, cause if, if she had even come to me, I would have been able to be like, no, this is exactly what I said. Right. And I would have been able to point her to what I had said. Um, but yeah, she ended up, she deleted me. She blocked me. <laughs> and I'm like, but I didn't do anything.
1: <laughs> this didn't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> I think this
2: looks
0: like healthy
2: boundaries right mm-hmm. but, but, but
1: i totally get that yeah i totally get that because you know what between the two um before between all three of your opinions i think that um there are certain in um i think everyone's entitled to their own feelings um i know for me as far as church hurt goes i know that There was a particular situation that I was super sensitive to. But then at the same time, I was going through a lot at that time. So I was like, I was in my own personal rebellion. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, that personal rebellion of me being in my feelings was not conducive to me at the end of the day. Um, So because I didn't understand um, certain things about what that person was, the way that that person taught, if that makes sense. to if that's a lack of a better term um the way that that person taught me um and I guess you could say as she was watching me and learning, i guess you could say about me to be able to get to me, but then me being in my feelings, I'm like, oh no, 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 like we're not doing this today, and me literally being in my feelings and taking it a different way um implying it was something different and not having that conversation caused me a good couple months before I even said anything because, um, it didn't make sense. Um, Mm -hmm. in my mind at that point, point in time, because like I said, I wanted, I was in my own personal rebellion. So I'm not going to talk to you. You're not going to talk to me and we're not going to get nothing done. And at the end of the day, it really isn't doing anything but hurting me at the end of the day, um, in my spiritual growth. So I know that it took me having to swallow that pill of, um humbling myself, and not only that um putting it out there, and the way that I did it was through a letter letter, so I wrote everything down, and I gave my 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 um advice
0: yes that's <laughs> so much advice but my <laughs>
1: I did it a letter, right. And, um, I gave it to her and it caused it, caused us to have like a sit down conversation about what was going on at that point in time. And there was several points where not only was I being super sensitive, um, but I was misunderstanding things that she was doing, um, to further grow me and to stretch me. And at the end of the day, um, the whole, my whole six months of being in rebellion ended up being in like for no reason because um had I had that conversation six months prior to that I would have I would have been I would have been in a different place with that person Mm -hmm. um so I would say people are in I would say some people are super sensitive like me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so don't don't I would say my advice would be for people to not be so sensitive and to like it like Leah said as well, is to understand where that person is coming from because you never know. Um and then like what Joy said is to have those well Joy and Mary said there is to have those conversations because don't have your those conversations. What you're really doing is stunting yourself spiritually. Um and you're not going to reap harvest or anything like that. So at that point in that, and at that point in time, you have nobody to blame, but yourself. So mm-hmm. I know in my case, I had nobody to blame, but myself. And that was a very, I wouldn't say it was a hard pill to swallow, but it helped me understand parts of me even better. So now I have to, um, I don't want to say play catch up, but have to play catch up to myself as to processing through how I, <laughs> um especially when people are correcting me at the end of the day. So um I know that's my personal uh story with sensitivity. <laughs> 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 Anyone else?
3: Uh well I'll just say that the story with the um my friend's mother, I don't feel like I was being sensitive. I feel like she was judging me completely um but me and her daughter have remained friends um throughout the years and her mother absolutely loves me um and her daughter actually um became saved i baptized as an adult um and so have i and i think on our spiritual journeys we're even closer than we were and her mother is just like elated um, but over the years before I even became safe, she got to know me as a person and just my heart. Um, so I feel like that was a positive ending to the story. Um, but I don't feel like I was being sensitive. Sometimes, like, I forgot who said it, but you're allowed to feel what you feel, you know?
1: Yeah, I think you're allowed to feel what you feel, but, um, I feel like sometimes if it's contrary to what you know of the person or what the character of that person is, now you are kind of toting that line of judgment where you're judging something or an action or a situation um, against that person's character to react a certain way. Um, And I think that that level, I guess you could say, having to figure out what the level of sensitivity that you're going to have towards whatever the topic is at hand, um, it, it goes along with, our last episode, which is discernment um, of what that really is at the end of the day. Because if you don't know how to process through it or have the communication skills to be able to talk to somebody through it, you're going to imply something that is totally contrary to what was actually said, done, or whatever the case may be. So anyone else? Um,
2: I would say that having to do with me being pregnant You know, way back when I um, had announced it, I think I was rightfully so, but but very sensitive about it. Um, And I think I did carry that hurt with me longer than I needed to. Mm. Um, So it affected how I interacted with people, almost like I was ashamed of certain things. Um, So I really had to work on that and just get out of that mindset. And I think God had given me a lot of people to do that within the church. Um, you know, just r- various um, people have had came up to me and spoke to things in my heart that I was dealing with as a result of it. So that really helped. Um, and I, But I feel like um, in, other, in in other instances where I feel like people have judged me, I'm like the opposite. I'm like, cold-hearted, oh, I don't need to speak to you anyway. You know, <laughs> like maybe I should be more sensitive <laughs> instead of just cutting people off and be like not giving them a chance at all. Right. <laughs> so I think, I think there's like that hot and cold with me. It's either oversensitive or <laughs> you're out of there. I don't want, I, there's nothing that I have to say to you. So, <laughs> here.
1: no feelings at you all. Can make <laughs> you can whatever you want
2: to think, honey. <laughs> <not just> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what there's a there is a balance to it all. There there is a balance to it all that we all have to understand within ourselves. Um and I feel like even with that um finding out what those those balances are um I think that in a way that, it, that is uh, I feel like also demonic weapon weaponry um, in which God—I mean, God. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the enemy will come in and use certain situations, um, knowing how he knows us as well, um, to sever those ties that we end up will end up needing. So, like for instance, in Noelle's case, um, you know, what if you had cut that girl off? You know, almost oh, it, yeah. it would. It would. It would not her ending was her being saved at the end of the day and being baptized because of you. Now, what if you stayed in your feelings and cut her off completely? You know what I mean? We don't know who's tied to our lives um, that ultimately that we would end up bringing to God at the end of the day or leading to um, the kingdom at the end of the day or being that vessel to be used. You know what I mean? So um, you never know who's attached to your life and who's attached to your yes and who's attached to, um, to you at the end of the day and your purpose um, and who's going to help you find that at the end of the day. So I feel like, you know, I think through all of our stories, I think that we really highlighted that tonight as to our own journeys and showing, you know, the different avenues of what was similar and what was not so similar and how the use of. Social media can be a very interesting thing, and um, and just our views of each other and our our views of ourselves. At the end of the day, you know, be the person that you are. Like Amber said, um, you know, have those communication between people, and try not to be as sensitive as you know we all tend to want to be in our feelings. Um, but at the end of the day, we don't know who's attached to our lives and who's attached to our journeys at the end of the day, really. So I know that's my final thought. Anyone else have any final thoughts of this conversation?
2: Um, I would say that having a like strong, loving tribe is important. And I know that we hit that earlier, but I think that if you're going through um, any church hurt, you need people to still like encourage you and pray you through. So even if you are like soaking in your feelings, you know, whatever, you need your tribe to kind of love you through it and to help direct you to your next steps. Because if you just stay there, it's kind of, like you said, stunt your ropes.
1: Mm, That's good.
2: It's important to have those, you know, your real friends, the ones that really know you, that could speak to you, you know, honestly and lovingly.
1: That's good.
0: That's really. Have to have those hard communication talks with people,
1: even when you don't want to. Yep. Anyone else? No. Yes, maybe. I imagine y'all all just sitting there, just like smirking. <laughs> <something> like <somebody laughs> I was actually looking at Ava because I, I, I actually did to say something. I, <laughs> I <laughs>
2: Something was in my mind. I was just I like, "Yeah, I should something. have." Some, I was like, "I should take that advice, Joy. I need to have some conversations." It's gonna people off. Ooh, those but I didn't want to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I think that was definitely excellent advice.
1: See that? See, we we helping y'all help ourselves. See, these <laughs> conversations <laughs> need to be had. I mean, it's like I said, it's not one of the easiest things in the world to do. I know it took uh, a. F- a few people to help me process through to be able to even write the letter um, that I wanted to. And don't be afraid to, you know, say what you need to say um, in a respectful manner, of course, in a loving manner, but, you know, make sure that you get your point across because you're not going to be able to get to where you need to get to. Um, And God is a God of like second, third, and fourth chances at the end of the day. So why can't we at the end of the day do the same thing? Um, With people who have hurt us at the end of the day. Now, I'm not saying that you should forgive and forget. That's one thing that I did want to talk about, too, is forgiving and forgetting. We're not saying to forgive and forget. We're saying to forgive. You're not going to forget what happened in the past, but at the same time, you're not going to navigate it the way that you did the first time. Um, to get hurt, I guess mm-hmm. you can say, and you're, but you're at the same time, you're not going to be on the defensive where everything, little person thing that that person does or whatever that relationship is, that you're going to pick at it as something that is like an attack. You're not going to do that. Um, like I said, it's a balance to everything. So it's 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 to a point where you allow grace, our fun our fun friend Grace to come oh. in, um, to be able to unharden our hearts towards those different. Situations that might be highlighted that we need to have those conversations with them, with those certain people. So, um, anyone else about forgive and forget or how to navigate those things?
3: (laughs) I had a smart remark, actually. So, (laughs) me
1: too. I was
3: like, you know what? As women, (laughs) we rarely (laughs) forgive and we never forget.
1: But it's true, though. You know what? It's true, though. So true. A lot of people, a lot of people, I guess you could say move in those manners, but at the same time, um, we're not exercising grace at the end of the day as Christians, because if you're going to hold somebody to something that they've done to you X amount of years ago, um, you know, you, what, what is that helping in that situation or that whatever it is between you and that person, what what is the benefit there? You know what I mean? What are the the pros that are you know what I mean? Like what what is that doing for not only you but for, the, for uh, on that person at that point? That's almost like holding a silent grudge that you don't want to say that is a real grudge. So
3: I agree, and a lot of times it does us a lot more harm than it does to the actual person. It
2: does. Mhm.
0: So yeah. Anyone I else? Think I'm holding a grudge. <laughs>
2: Well, <laughs> joy, you look so you like I, I like
1: look your a is the top <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna say she looks like a burrito <laughs> <laughs> it's a comfy little blanket It looks so comfortable. It is. Is that the same blanket that I said that looked comfortable a couple weeks ago
3: Mm-hmm
1: <sighs> <laughs> but it yeah, gets yeah. cold over here because you've been eating that ice cream
2: like I ate that like an hour and a
1: half ago come on now it really was an hour and a half ago I feel like these conversations are getting really long <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this recording time I'm like Lord Jesus but well, you know what I'm happy about that because you know what y'all listening to them so I'm happy about that
2: <laughs> yes and
1: if you made it to the end you're a real
2: one. I
3: bless you
1: yes <laughs> need y'all to run it to the, all the way to the end. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but no, I think we drop a lot of gems, you know, to help people because, it's like I said, it's us helping y'all, but y'all helping us at the same time with these conversations that we're, we're trying to have. Um, but yeah, so any final thoughts, ladies? Before we end this out? This is
3: like our eighth final thought.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> we want
1: to start know, this is thing. what happens.
0: We go on a tangent about something else and then it's like I look like a volcano.
3: <laughs> a cute uh, one. She said a cute Joy, one. not you, the, the blanket, the way it's red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's you>. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> well guys, i we love you all. We'll see you guys next week. Uh for our next episode. I don't even know what the next episode's gonna be about, but I know it's something good we have a couple really deep ones in the next couple weeks so um, check out our pages start answering some questions some engaging some comments i know we see a couple people out here i think we're gonna shout out some people next week of who was on our page this week how about that we sh- i think we should do i that. had
0: that actually set up for last monday uh, i was gonna call it hashtag mp6 click monday Mm. I think we uh, should a nap. An <laughs> and it was by the time I woke up it was like six o'clock. I'm like, oh I can't post this.
1: Now. All right. Well, if you it. don't post them, then I, I will be on I will be on your backup because I feel like I we do this anyway. Like somehow <laughs> telepathically, like what happens where like if you don't do one thing, I'm like, well, let me post today or whatever the case may be. But yes, we will we will be doing this hashtag MP6 Monday. I like that. I, we're gonna we're gonna find out who who our little fans are out here. Uh, I should not say little fans like that because I don't want y'all to be sensitive to what I'm saying to y'all. y'all not hey, our <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> uh, we love y'all. Y'all know I'm saying this in love. Uh, but yes, we're going to start shouting out you guys. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I know there's a there's been a few that's been on my mind. And I know there's a couple podcasts that check us out. So, you know, we're going to be shouting y'all out too. So we love you guys. We'll see you guys on our page, on the blogs. I know we've been kind of stingy with the blogs lately, <laughs> including myself. So we're going to get it together. I promise y'all. Check out Miss Amber's page, it is Yes, Monday. yes. So I know, so she subscribed I know she's subscribed to the group. I know she has a lot coming out soon, she said. So I'm excited. Her page is popping and whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, so we're excited. Um, and like Amber said, I'll, I should be launching soon. I'm one of those people like Amber. Amber knows our craziness where it's like, nope, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it's been, it's been years in the making. So, yeah, guys, it's, it's coming at some point this year. Yay! <laughs> I did. I'm excited. Um, But, yeah, so we love you guys, and we'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace. Bye. 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 Go to the website and shoot us
3: an email at info at We want to hear your feedback, your prayer requests, and your questions. Keep it funky. For all marketing opportunities and interest in sponsorship, you can contact us at our email as well.
0: You can also keep the conversation going by following us on Facebook or Instagram at MisperceptionsPod, M-I-S-S-P-E-R-C-E-P-T-I-O-N-S-P-O-D, and on Twitter at MP6POD.